recording. Hey, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Brotherly Love, where me, Jeremy, not me, my name's Jeremy, that's Pat, we talk about events that affect the city of Brotherly Love, Brotherly Love, I can't talk today, oh my god, what is going on, but Pat will uh, definitely be able to uh, take the reins, he always does, and uh, can talk for hours if we need. So what I want to hear Pat talk about today, we kind of alluded to it on other episodes. It's a little bit about parking. Uh, how much of a responsibility is it for developers to include parking in their developments? Uh, or is it responsibility of the city? Or is it no one's responsibility? And then here's where uh, I guess um, some extra like challenging questions come in is should parking be free? And then also, this is where I like to um, give my more of my input is should we really be thinking about parking at all with the eventual coming of auto driving cars uh, where there'll be robo taxis and just a lot less uh, theoretically car ownership. Um, so some people say that's five years away. Some people say that's more like 15, 20 years away. Some people say it's been 10 years away forever, but here's my thing is like, if it's eventually coming, shouldn't we build buildings that, that include the future, not just thinking about like right now, because a building will hopefully be around for hundreds of years. So you'd want the building's features to correlate with the, the next hundreds of years. What do you think? I gave you a lot to, to talk about right there. <laughs> I, I guess I guess then to kind of like follow your train of thought, you know, there should be short term solutions and long term solutions, right? Um, hmm. You know, for what do you think is a short term solution then? Because it seems like it seems like everyone wants parking uh, for themselves right in front of their house, um, and I don't understand that. Like so. I like to bunch up a bunch of things in one because I'm uh, nuts like that. But like we have a obesity epidemic in America right now. And it's like, hey, maybe if people parked five blocks away, that'd be their exercise for the day, too. Like it seems like everyone wants to be lazy when it's like, hey, being lazy is not good for us, actually. Like I get and then you also hear a lot of arguments like, oh, but my grandma is in a wheelchair or like. My uh, cousin, he's actually like, <laughs> might be alluding to you, my cousin's a contractor and like has a lot of tools. And it's like, yeah, there are certain instances where people need parking maybe close, but do we need to build buildings for those unique instances? I know it might be more than one or two, but it's not everyone. Well, first off, I do, uh, you bring up a good point. I think persons living with disabilities, uh, whether it's mobility issues, uh, mental cognitive, um, persons, you know, living with those types of disabilities. Um, our infrastructure is like completely like, you know, if you look at it visually and structurally, it, it does not appear like we really give a crap about, right. those, about those people. I think, you know, that's kind of a low hanging fruit in the sense that there's an easy answer to that. And, and that is we should be completely uh, changing around uh, how our sidewalk streets and our buildings uh, um, it's not like accommodating those, it's including what, them. Well, I, I think, I think, um, 
I'm not positive, and it could have changed, but I'm pretty sure from what I've researched in the past that in Philadelphia, a big reason that that's a problem is homeowners are responsible for the sidewalks. In like, let's say New York City, New York is responsible for the sidewalks. So in New York, the city just builds new sidewalks whenever they're cracked or they need, and they have new sidewalks all the time. In Philly, it's up to the people, and the people, obviously, I actually just got a quote for my sidewalk last week. Uh, it was like $3,000 or something. I said not right now because I was like, that's a lot of money. Uh, and like, I was going to do it because it doesn't look the best, but I'm not being forced. In Philly, the homeowners are supposed to do it, but there's no fines that are given when you don't have a sidewalk that's okay for handicap. So then no one is really motivated or incentivized to fix it. So there's kind of two things to that, right? There's one is like the ability to actually like get up on the sidewalk, like like the ability to traverse from maybe exiting a vehicle or crossing a street, like onto another thing. I don't know if you've ever taken a look at, you know, uh, exit and entering onto sidewalks for persons living with disabilities. Like that's the city, right? Like that's right. really in the province of the city and it's not, yeah. it's terrible right now. You're right, and they, they actually, especially in, in neighborhoods where you are, statistically speaking, going to have higher rates of person living living with disabilities, happen to be in uh, the lower income bracket. Right. Yeah. Which, interestingly enough, too, I live in a Fairmount area, uh, like a, a known as probably a wealthier area, and I think like two or three years ago, they actually jacked up all of the sidewalks to make um, the corners more handicap accessible. But um, I don't really know if there's much improvement. Like, they basically made the sidewalks un uh, unusable for, like, three months, and then they weren't really much better when they were done. Yeah, and then, and then the second part of that is not just, like, kind of, like, accessing the sidewalk itself is then, like, using it. Like, like you bring up a good point. Um, you know, walking around the city, we all know, like, our sidewalks are jacked up, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I think it is unrealistic of um the city to uh, uh to put that on homeowners and then have there be no incentivization to fix it and now on the one hand i think that the costs to a homeowner and maintaining the sidewalk outside like that's that's pretty burdensome right and i think uh, on the flip side if we were make it the province of the city then there would probably be tax adjustments and how much we owe them in order to cover those costs um, but there is power in a group of people pooling their money and then allowing a single entity to kind of leverage that and, and fix the sidewalks. Now, do I trust that the streets department is going to be able to keep up with maintenance when they can't even like fix our potholes? Like, no, the, the point right. is no really easy answer to that, but let's face it. Um, uh, if, if there were, you know, if, if this uh, con the constituency of persons living with disabilities are obviously not a priority mm -hmm. for the city. So that's number one. You asked also about parking. I think here's kind of like the flip side, right? For people living within a city, you know, there aren't enough jobs within the confines of Philadelphia to support everybody that lives in the city. So there's a lot of folks that are either busing, training, or driving outside of the city or into New Jersey or even Delaware to for, for their employment. And for the folks that uh, have a family that are a multi-car family, 
I think that there are consequences to those choices. And one of those is lack of parking. Uh, let's face it, on street level, we can't like create more parking, right? Like, mm -hmm. like there's only, this is an old city. It's been around since the founding of the nation. And so like, you know, our streets are what they are. So then you're talking about parking structures. You're talking about building houses that have parking available for them under them and making sure that any new development that's going on, that that parking is, is being considered. That's kind of like a short-term thing. Another thing is the way we classify commercial and residential corridors in our neighborhood. There are things that, in my opinion, exacerbate uh, the parking uh, situation and are essentially a tax, a hidden tax on a neighborhood. For instance, in Northern Liberties, we have a church um, it's Saint, Saint uh, uh, Peter's up on the corner of Fifth and Gerard that has obviously advocated and working in concert with PPA in the city that they turned our entire neighborhood except for one portion of North Lawrence between George and Gerard into two-hour parking uh, all around us. This, this, we are not a commercial corridor. You, mm. Like, try and show me where a business is in our neighborhood and I'll see the point. But the point is there isn't. So they turned everything around us into two hour parking, um, even though we already don't have enough. And then- All, all for a church that doesn't even pay taxes. Along the church, they have now turned no parking on school days between 7 a.m. and four. So on fifth along the church, along the top of Lawrence to Gerard, uh, where the rectory is, not even where the school is, where the rectory is, and out on Gerard is 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 fair game. So that's the front part uh, of the church. So so where children aren't being dropped off, and uh, along areas that have nothing to do with the school, you cannot park there during school days between seven and four p.m. What is happening between seven and four p.m. that you need to clear? that entire block, which is dozens of parking spots yeah. in a neighborhood that already doesn't have it. So while on the flip side, there are consequences to being a multi-car family, that for some families, having that many cars is really actually a luxury and not necessarily utility, something that you need, absolutely. Um, there are things that the city does that, that caters to special interests. The church, right. like you said, they don't pay taxes. We do. These are our streets, not the churches. They have giant parking lots that can accommodate the clergy, the ch other church officials, the teachers, right. and, and parishioners. And yet they need that parking during the day unless you have a special decal. Now, now tell me that that is not a special accommodation for a political and economic power within the city that tramples on the rest of us who don't have like a collective bargaining leverage. Right. I mean, that's, that, that, that is complete and utter horseshit. And then there's the, the lack of planning of, of the development going on, you know, whether it's what's happening in the Piazza um, with, with the, with the condominiums that are being put in over well, on second street. What's crazy there too is like, um, I honestly, 
I go to Fishtown maybe like once a week these days and I can't stand it because um, I literally try and go somewhere and then I get lost because all of the streets are closed. And then like all of a sudden I'm like a mile away in Kensington, not even knowing where I was supposed to be going. Uh, and you're like, I, and then you're like, I don't know how to get to where I was going because the three ways I tried were closed. You know, like I think it might be impossible to get to the destination I was trying to go. Yep. Um, which is definitely annoying. I guess here's my um, just like little devil's advocate. I think okay. the the church is ridiculous. I don't I don't agree with the church at all. Um, I think that sucks. Um, and I generally don't agree with developers too much either. Um, although I blame the city more than I blame developers. I would agree with that. I would agree with that because the market's uh, going to do what the market's got to do. You got to regulate that shit. Exactly. I just think, though, in any event, parking won't be um, too big of an issue. And my guess is more like five to 10 years. So I feel like the next five to 10 years might suck, especially for you, like it's affecting your block um, and you need a car. Some people like might be able to adapt to public transportation easier or quicker, um, depending on people's situations, whatever. But I really think in about five to 10 years, majority of people are going to be better off without a car and i, I think I when um, when that happens then like um I, it's i don't know the numbers for philly specifically it, i'd be interesting to try and find out but in america i think like um i think like a quarter or a third of real estate would open up from roads opening up or parking opening up or something uh, uh I got to get the stat. I'm fucking it up right now. Something like it might actually be cities, like a quarter of real estate in cities would be opened up from parking lots if they weren't used or if they were just used more efficiently, something like that, which just makes me think is like parking um, is important now and they do need to figure out a solution so that people can like uh, can park like at least somewhat closer home or that uh organizations don't just hijack whole blocks because that's ridiculous but i i feel like in 10 years it's not going to be that big of a deal so it's like um don't make like a big commotion for uh this and that when it's like in 10 years we're actually hopefully not going to use it and i i guess like a just a little thing to add of why i think um we're not going to need cars in about five to ten years is like the auto driving but um, even without like auto driving is like Uber won't uh, exist if they don't make using Uber cost less than uh, owning a car. That's like basically their goal and they're losing money every year until that happens. And when that happens, they'll probably make a lot of money. But um, that's like their goal. And I think they're going to work towards that. And I think they're going to hit it. Uh, and like a big part of um, car ownership is um is insurance and like the amount of insurance that people are going to save when you don't have to own a car because duis aren't going to happen anymore um duis and kid i think actually uh, kids under 25 are even more expensive on insurance than do than having a dui um so like a parent is definitely going to feel happier sending their kid in an Uber on auto drive without like the chance of a DUI or paying $800 a month in insurance, something ridiculous, uh, where like most of the time cost is what makes people adapt and change. And 
eventually, I, I think sooner or later, the cost is going to be cheaper and people are going to choose the cheaper alternative. Um, where like for the time being, we do need to find a solution though, because because uh, it is it's a little ridiculous. And, and I, I think another thing is the city needs to. Uh, I'm going to preface this first before I go. I want to talk about public transportation because as a no, person who is riding trains and buses uh, more than ever in my life, and riding bicycles, and riding yep. bicycles, awesome. The city needs to go all in. First of all, our bus drivers are freaking bosses. I mean, what these what these men and women have to do every day, like I mean, security they, detail, be bus drivers, they are they are on another level, and yeah. we need to lean in on making sure that we're getting ridership up by making it access, as accessible as possible, making sure we have the best and cleanest buses available. Uh, making sure that we're compensating them and looking out for them. They're represented by the Transport Workers Union Local 234. Support your local union workers. Yes, sir. And 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 that we we are just making it as accessible as possible. And there's a combination of just, just making sure there's enough routes going. Right now, it's, it is actually really easy to get around the, the city. People talk down on buses and they, they talk down the transit. Yeah, it's not bad. They're killing it. They're killing it right now, guys. Look and they're dealing guys. with COVID too. Like without COVID, it'd be even better. Yeah, exactly. Now that's been, the pandemic has really, really hurt accessibility to public transit. Throw on that mask, plug in where you're going and let Google Maps show you the way. It is easier than you think and it's cheap. It yep. is really easy to load up your key card through an app on your phone and ride all over the city. Yep. I'm telling you guys, you got to do it. Ditch your car, save thousands a year on insurance and maintenance and car costs. You don't have to be leasing the newest toy. Yep. I'm telling you, get on your trains and buses and you won't be sorry. Yep. It's, it's fantastic. I agree. I actually, I saw someone comment uh, recently talking about parking, whatever, that Philly needs more subways. And it was like, what do you need a subway for to go where, like, uh, there's buses that go everywhere. And we actually have a subway system. Most cities in the, in the country and the world don't have subways. Um, we're one of like 10 in the country. Yeah. So to have more subways, I don't know what this woman wanted, but. I've heard this before. I think it's because, you know, I think maybe people that come from New York, you know, they're used to being able to go on every corner and go yeah. down the stairs and get but on the train. But like, that doesn't make sense for every neighborhood. <laughs> no, not at all. And, not at all. And, and, by, and by the way, even if you're in a neighborhood that's devoid of some train stops, it's just a hop and the skip over to the L. For instance, in my neighborhood, there's no subway stops on every corner, but there's a bus stop on exactly. every corner, pretty yeah. much. You can get if not, it's a it's a it's a less than five minute walk to the nearest stop. And if yep. you want to take the train downtown, which by the way is unnecessary because there's a bus that goes downtown. Oh, so, guess what? Back to that obesity pandemic, people can walk too. Like most of these trips are about a mile. It's hey, uh, it's not hey, that crazy to walk. You're exactly right, Jared. And by the way, guys, I know it's a little scary, but hop on a bike sometime. Yeah, and, and try it. Now I'm gonna advocate for this real quick. Go with the, the direction of traffic, guys. I'm, yeah, seeing the 50, I'm seeing about 50-50 bicyclists out there going the wrong way. And the 50, you've gotten the memo, but you're on a road. So yeah, you got to follow the rules. Vehicle. 
So share the road, go the right way. And I'm telling you, there are some, especially once you get out of your neighborhood, there are some great corridors where you've got a bike lane all the way across the city. It's fantastic. I mean, get out on a second, get it, you know, and go all the way down to Old City from Fishtown. You're protected the whole way. It's fantastic. Check out what they're doing with landscaping and protecting cars, pedestrians. I like that, yeah. Over on North American. Yeah. North of Girard. It's amazing. The city is going to continue doing this. We're trying to improve accessibility, but it takes a hot minute. In the Mm -hmm. meantime, the more city developers see y'all out there on buses and, and, and bikes and trains, the more money they're going to throw at it and the better they're going to take care of us. So mm-hmm. on the one hand, yeah, I'm pissed about the S- uh, unnecessary stuff the PPA in the city is doing about parking and the lack of regulation of our sidewalks and our developers and, and all these condominiums that are going up, which is a whole other thing on building quality, by the way. We can do another episode on that. Oh, we definitely will. But guess what, guys? The market responds to what we use and what we do and how we use it. So, you know, come on, man. Affect change with your feet, with your pedals, with your money. You mm-hmm. know, like, and and things will shift. Yeah, organize and, and fight for stuff. It's, uh, it's not convenient. It's not always fun. But in the long run, that's how you uh, make changes that you want. And, hey, if one or the both of you work in a city, consider selling one of your cars i'm telling you oh that's a great idea find some minor headaches like mine unfortunately just broke down today you know we've got one of us has an appointment in cherry hill tomorrow you know the other you know i i I wanted to get to the bird it's a temporary thing you know Mm -hmm. other than these random bad luck things i can't tell you what a big deal it's been to our household to emphasize the use of public transit and our bikes and go from two cars to one it's oh, the yeah. best decision we've ever made, and we're not looking back. Awesome. Yeah, no, I love it. I um, I definitely agree with that, and uh, I think that's about all I have to say, though. I'm about to go drive my car somewhere, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but what's it called? No, if you can get there on a bike, do it. But no, I'm, no, I'm, going, I'm going kind of far away. I'm going like 60 miles away. So. All right, all right, all right. Well, um, okay, listen, sometimes we got to leave the city. So, yeah. You know. Exactly. But Pat, awesome time talking to you as always. Love hearing your insights. I love that we can disagree and still talk. It's a lost trait these days. Uh, Doesn't happen too much, unfortunately. Stay safe. Be good. I'll talk to you next week. You too, brother.